RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Vaccine boosters for vulnerable people will be rolled out within weeks, the minister leading the jab drive says. Two people are jailed over an insurance scam involving a fake jewellery heist. And there's a warning that the world is in uncharted territory as crucial global climate talks get underway. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, says the government hopes to begin offering COVID-19 booster shots to vulnerable groups in about two weeks. We will make arrangements accordingly. We hope to announce details this week and begin giving the third shots before the middle of this month. Of course, the target groups are people over 60, medical staff and those working high-risk jobs and chronic patients. They'll be given priority and also people with weak immune systems, including cancer patients and transplant recipients. His remarks come a few days after expert advisers to the government recommended that a third dose of the vaccine be given to people with compromised immune systems and those who have had two Sinovac jabs. Two people who staged a fake jewellery heist have been jailed for conspiring to defraud an insurer out of two and a half million dollars. Wang Yinting has details. The district court heard the jewellery shop owner, Leung Yim Kwan, recruited 31-year-old Tang Ka Ko to stage the fake robbery in April last year. After Tang took a suitcase from Leung at the Jordan MTR station, as arranged, she immediately reported the so-called robbery to police and made a claim to her insurer, saying the case contained jewellery worth two and a half million dollars. Sentencing Leung to three and a half years in prison, District Judge Marinda Chow said she has masterminded a detailed scam, including preparing a SIM card and an outfit for her accomplice. The judge acknowledged that the insurer did not suffer a loss. While Leung had denied the charges, Tang pleaded guilty. The judge said she gave him credit for cooperating after his arrest, but noted his long criminal record. She jailed him for 20 months. A report released to coincide with the start of the climate change talks in Glasgow estimates that two years that the years from 2015 to 2021 are on course to have been the seven hottest on record. The World Meteorological Organization says the planet is now entering uncharted territory. Its Secretary General, P- Professor Pateri Talas, said the rising amount of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere was a huge concern. This is contributing to sea level rise and it's also contributing to the evaporation of water vapor and and flooding problems and it's also giving more energy for the tropical storms. And since 2013 we have seen 4.4 millimeter sea level rise. So we have doubled the sea level rise and this is very much coming from the melting of, of main glaciers. The WMO also says sea levels are rising faster than at any time in the past 2,000 years. Locally, Deputy Secretary for the Environment, Millie Ng, says the government has set an aggressive target of reducing carbon emissions to half of 2005 levels by 2035. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat programme, Ms Ng said the target would require zero carbon energy to make up 60 to 70 percent of the SAR's fuel mix, although she said space constraints made it harder to move to renewable sources. However, appearing on the same programme, Paul Harris, Chair Professor of Global and Environmental Studies at the Education University, said the government's climate plans were derisory at best. Hong Kong is a community that, that imports almost everything that we consume, almost all of the energy that we consume and almost everything else that we consume. And all of the statistics that the government is working toward are based on the, the community and don't account for 
all of the carbon emissions that come from everything else apart from the energy that we burn here in Hong Kong. Five activists have pleaded guilty to organising, joining or inciting others to join a banned assembly in Victoria Park on June the 4th last year at the start of their district court trial. Lee Chuk Yan, Richard Choi, Leung Yil Chung, Leung Kam Wai and Wu Chi Wai admitted various charges. Three other defendants, Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai, activists Gwyneth Ho and Chao Hang Tung, pleaded not guilty. The hearing continues. A 23-year-old man has been arrested in connection with a crash that killed two people in Bridespool Road last night. The man is suspected of dangerous driving, causing death. Police said the drivers of two other cars died after their vehicles crashed head-on. A motorcycle was also caught up in the accident, which left five people injured. Robert Kemp reports. The two deceased were private car drivers. One was declared dead at the scene and the other at Nethersoul Hospital. Two private car passengers and the motorcyclist were slightly injured. Another person was seriously injured and sent to North District Hospital in an unconscious state before being transferred to Prince of Wales Hospital. Yesterday saw three other fatalities on Hong Kong's roads and highways. A six-year-old man who was knocked off his cycle on the North Lantau Highway by a coach. A 51-year-old woman who was run over by a private car on Sheko Road in Chai Wan. And a 57-year-old man who fell off his cycle in Taipo. Japan's main stock index, the Nikkei, rose by more than 2% in early trading after the governing Liberal Democratic Party held on to power in a general election. The poll was considered a test for the new Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, as the BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes in Tokyo explains. He did the job that he was elected to do last month by his party and hold on to a slender majority. But this was the third lowest turnout of votes since the Second World War. It's the worst result for the ruling LDP since 2009. So it's, it's not exactly a stunning victory. However, a lot of people were predicting that the LDP might lose its single party majority. And that would have severely weakened Mr. Kishida just a month into his premiership. So in that respect, this is good news for Mr Kishida. Australia has allowed the resumption of international air travel without the need for quarantine for the first time in more than 18 months. Airports serving the biggest cities, Sydney and Melbourne, are allowing fully vaccinated Australian citizens and residents to fly. Canberra has also reopened international borders. There were tearful reunions as the first passengers arrived in Sydney. It's very emotional. Um, it's good to be home, and it's it's been very tough, you know, not being able to get on a plane where, whenever you want to see your family. You know, something happens to them, you can't easily make it home. It's a very mixed feeling because I still couldn't see my dad alive. He passed away just a week ago. We were just a week late, but it's still really gratifying that I'll be able to attend his funeral now. Meanwhile, Thailand has also relaxed its COVID travel restrictions as it seeks to revive its tourist industry, a crucial part of the economy. Fully vaccinated tourists from more than 60 low-risk territories, including Hong Kong and the mainland, will now be able to skip hotel quarantine. Tens of thousands of people are expected to arrive in Bangkok and the holiday island of Phuket in the coming weeks. Kitipong Kitatokchon is the general manager of Bangkok's Suwanabum Airport. I think it's a good sign for starting after we have COVID. And then after today, I think uh, Thai will have uh, the futures and then the, uh, the economics will grow after the, we open the country. 
The French President Emmanuel Macron has accused Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison of lying about the scrapping of a submarine deal. The two men met at the G20 summit for the first time since Australia announced in September it was pulling out of the multi-billion US dollar contract. President Macron spoke to Australian reporters on the sidelines of the summit. I have a lot of respect for your country. I have a lot of respect and a lot of friendship for your people. I just say when, you, when we have respect, you have to be two and you have to behave in line and consistently with this value. Do you think he lied to you? I don't think. I know. Police in Britain say there have been no fatalities in a train crash in the city of Salisbury overnight. They say a number of people were injured, but none were thought to be serious. The accident happened after one of the trains derailed. This passenger described what he saw. It's all happened very fast. I was just sitting in the first carriage and then a big, a big crash. I, I heard a big crash and then I saw the flames and I got pretty scared. Uh, after that, the lights went out and uh, the position of the train was uh, like 45 degrees tilted to the right. Uh, we didn't know where we were or anything. I mean, we were in a state of shock. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,107. That's 274 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $81 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.25 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 63 cents. To sport and we start with baseball. The Houston Astros kept their World Series hope alive with Martin Maldonado driving in three runs as they beat Atlanta 9-5. The 35-year-old Puerto Rican catcher became the first player in a World Series game to plate runs with a single walk and sacrifice fly. Atlanta now lead the best of seven series 3-2 ahead of game six in Houston tomorrow, Hong Kong, tomorrow morning Hong Kong time. New Zealand's cricketers have handed India their second defeat at the T20 World Cup. The Black Caps won by eight wickets to boost their chances of making the knockout stages. India limped to 110 for seven in their innings, hitting just two sixes. New Zealand chased their total with three, with 33 balls to spare. Captain Kane Williamson praised the performance by his side. Fantastic all-round performance from, from our side against a formidable uh, Indian outfit who, you know, are always going to put up an incredible fight. And today, uh, a number of things went our way and we we're very clinical in, in all facets. And, you know, the first half of the game was set up beautifully on a surface that um, wasn't easy to, to find rhythm on. Um, and we are able to build pressure throughout. And then the way that the openers came out and, and got us off to a great start um, really set the platform for the chase. India find themselves in trouble now with two defeats out of two. Captain Virat Kohli was left to explain what went wrong for his team. I don't think we were brave enough um, with the bat or ball. I mean, with the ball, obviously, we didn't have much to play with. But um, we were just not brave enough in our body language when we entered the field. And, and New Zealand had better intensity, better body language, and they created pressure on us from, from the first yeah. over onwards, uh, uh, really, and, and continued that through the innings. And every time we felt like we want to take a chance, we lost a wicket. And um, that happens in T20 cricket, but that's most probably or most often a result of, uh, you know, that, that little bit of hesitation uh, with the bat when you feel like should you go for the shot or not to. India's next opponents, Afghanistan, cruise to a comfortable 62-run victory over Namibia. Next up for Namibia is Pakistan on Tuesday. 
England with three wins out of three play Sri Lanka in Sharjah today. Sri Lanka have one win from three matches. Their 21-year-old bowler, Mahish Tikshana, playing in his first World Cup, says he's looking forward to the challenge. It's a very good pressure. I don't think it's bad or like something. Because I'm still 21. We have a lot of young players in here. I think in the next uh, two, three years, there'll be a lot more to do from us into Sri Lankan cricket. Yeah, hoping to do well. I said like this. West Ham United are up to fourth in the English Premier League after an impressive 4-1 in over 10-man over Aston Villa. The Hammers are level on points with third-placed Manchester City. Manager David Moyes is happy to get the win but thinks his team could have played better. We got a good result away from home at Villa Park. It was a tough game, even at 10 men, you know. I thought when we were 1-0 up, we had chances to do do better and we didn't do as well as we should have done. So there's a level of disappointment with bits of our performance, not a level of disappointment with the result. And just tells you how far we've actually come, really. Leeds United were 2-1 winners away to bottom side Norwich, who remain without a win this season. Brazilian striker Rodrigo scored the winner for Leeds. I'm really happy to to score again, but especially to 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 win the game. I think we deserve the we deserve the win. We 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 had a <laughs> we had a, we had a, a really tough game, uh, like all the games in the in the Prem. So uh, we are really happy and looking forward to the next one. Finally, the publishers of the Oxford English Dictionary in Britain have chosen the word vax as their 2021 word of the year. The lexicographers choose an annual expression which they consider reflects current preoccupations. Here's the BBC's Elizabeth Needham-Bennett. The word vaccine is first recorded in English in 1799. Words related to it have spiked in frequency this year with a surge in the use of vax, as well as double-vaxed, unvaxed and anti-vaxxer. Oxford Languages and Collins each decide their own word of the year. Last year, Collins chose lockdown, but Oxford decided it was an unprecedented year with too many contenders to choose just one. The language resource or corpus used by Oxford gathers daily news content and contains over 14.5 billion words for lexicographers to search and analyse. And now to the weather, mainly cloudy, sunny periods during the day. The top temperature will be around 27 degrees, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. The temperature is 27 degrees and the humidity at 67%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Vaccine boosters for vulnerable people will be rolled out within weeks, the minister leading the jab drive says. Two people are jailed over an insurance scam involving a fake jewellery heist. And there's a warning that the world is in uncharted territory as crucial global climate talks get underway. The news from RTHK.
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 1st of November is today's date. I hope you all had a great weekend. It's a sunny week. I hope it'll stay this way. We have a busy show for you this afternoon and a busy program uh, for the rest of the week. As you know, the Hong Kong International Literary Festival uh, will kick off uh, at the end of this week. So uh, throughout the week, we'll be featuring some local and international authors uh, starting from tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow, we've got Vivek Mabubani, who is a local comedian, and he'll be doing something funny. That's right. Can't be expected. He's also a podcast host, and uh, he'll be sharing about his journey uh, 